you so you do have that thought like, oh, is this the story I tell the rest of my life? Like I lost my son on the baseball field. Dang. Like you do think that. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another great episode of Post Lunch. My name is Anthony Shannon, and I'm here with the new champion, Kevin Hockenberry. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. That's great to hear. Um, before we get into today's episode, um, I just wanted to talk about what we had for lunch today. That's normally what we do here. Since since our since our podcast is called Post Lunch, um, this entire show is designed about around the conversation that we have after we eat. But that conversation would have no weight if we didn't talk about what we had for lunch, right? Yeah. I mean, people are always looking for a good place to get something to eat. So we figure we'll travel the streets of Orlando for you. Yes. Uh, and help you avoid some mistakes. And maybe try something new. Yeah, I was trying to think of another way to say that. But okay. Yeah. So so we were at the gym and I was not feeling okay. No, you went a little heavy on the um, pre-workout today. Yeah, bro. I was like not... I like... I did not feel 100%. I was feeling like 50%, actually. Yeah, you're a little pale looking. Yeah, bro. It's not It's not, not okay. So um, so we get in the truck and you're like, I got a great place, Anthony. And it's like, oh, God. You actually asked me, like, are you still good to do this? I did, yeah. yeah. I was. Thank you for that. Otherwise, we were going to go to like, what's that place called that you like? The burrito place right here? No. <laughs> Anyways, we get in the car and you turn on some music. And I immediately knew we were going. Yeah, it was Salsa Classics. Yep. So we get to Sanford. Well, no, hold on. You knew we were going to a Hispanic place because I put salsa on. Yeah, but that's all I knew. That's all you knew. You thought it could be Cuban, could it okay. be Mexican. Like, what is this? So we usually go south. South, south, south or east. west. Or east. Never north. Or east. Never north. You never go north. So we went across the bridge today. We went across the bridge. Went to Sanford, baby. Went to Sanford and we... Okay, I got to be honest. That area is just like a little drab for me. It's like run down. It feels like my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got some Lake Worth vibes. To yeah, it. so we get we get to this place and um, it's called Papusas and Burritos Grill Latin Food LLC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in this dumpy old plaza. Yep. And it's everything that you thought it was. Yes, I'm so, excited. Yeah, so we're walking up and I see that the sign says like, Pizza, cheesesteaks, wings, burritos. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what in the heck? I have never seen pizza, chicken wings, pupusas, burritos, um, tamales. Yeah, bro. He's like, what are you doing? What's the vibe here? Right. We walk in. This place looks horrible on the inside. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing. It's just like, no, yeah. that's not true. That's not true. Their counter area was all redone. They did it. It was, it was nice. You guys, it was not nice. The drop ceiling looked like they just put like spray paint over it. The drop ceiling was struggling. The the AC was not on in there. The AC was not on. The air was stagnant. The air was definitely stagnant. Um, if there's definitely no five second rule at that place. No. I'm not eating off the floor in there. It wasn't that bad. Um, but the way that it smelled reminded me of my childhood. You said that there was something I don't know because they had a, they had a lot of live plants. <laughs> a lot of live plants was something you said it was, <laughs> it was something about the air conditioning not being on and smelling like. It, moldy Florida or something. Yeah, it, it was like the smell of earth mixed with pr- a propane grill. Yeah. Mixed with um, the humidity of no AC. Yeah. And it just brought me safety and security and I, I loved it. Yeah. So we went there not for cheesesteaks. No. Not for pizza, not no. for chicken wings. Because if you want pizza, you go to Bella Luna's right, right here. Right. It's it, easy. I don't have to go that far north. Right. right. We went for pupusas. Now, 
Here's the thing, Anthony. A lot okay. of our audience may not know what a pupusa yeah, is. Yeah, and this Can is not help? a bad word. No, 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 no. Can you please give some instruction to what a pupusa is? Okay. I, I, I The best way to describe it, it's like a blend between an empanada. And an arepa? A, a tamale. And an arepa. It's the Salvadorians, El Salvadorian, is, is their version of like a tamale, like an arepa. It's made doughy. with it's made with mesa, so it's like a corn. Um, they look like little personal pan pizzas. Okay, I can just see that. I'm trying to get you guys to well, visualize without toppings. Without toppings, yeah. and then the inside of it, yes, there's you can get it with just cheese. You can yep. get it with bean and cheese. You can yep. get it with just pork. Or you can get it revuelta. I had revuelta. And it's with bean, cheese, and pork. And it is so good. It's Yeah, they're unbelievable. And then they give you like a little, like a coleslaw really doesn't no. doesn't do the job. But it is like a coleslaw cabbage type thing. I would, you know what I would liken it to? Hmm. I would say that it is a, a hybrid between kimchi okay. and coleslaw. Okay. It kind of has a fermented, but it's not like ew, right. you know? Um, so the perfect bite on one of these is you get a little of that, um, coleslaw. I don't even know what they call it. Yeah. Coleslaw, cabbage, whatever, yeah. cabbage. You put some of that on top and then you put their little fire, fire sauce on top. Yes. And then, and that's it. And that is a fantastic bite. I first got introduced to pupusas. I didn't have any in South Florida. I don't ever remember seeing a pupusa. Never once I'm sure in my life. there, but I've never seen them. Um, is when I went to Virginia. Virginia, Northern Virginia has a lot of, um, it has a very, very significant Salvadorian population. So there's pupuserias is what they're called. Like yeah. A, like a pizzeria. But or a taqueria. A taqueria, la pupuseria. Yeah. They have those all over Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I first got introduced to them. I, I've also been to El Salvador twice. And I've had them literally, bro, on the street corner. Yes. With some lady over like an uh, open coal fire yep. grill. And they were 20 Five cents a piece, mm-hmm. uh, which she was probably making a, a, a ton of money yeah. for, for, for herself. Um, but that's why I got introduced to them. And since we've lived here, I, I moved here in 2020, as did, as did you. Uh, this is 2023. It's probably been three years since I've had a pupusa. I have been making my own. Right. At my house. You'd mentioned that. Yeah. And um, nowhere near as good what we as what we just had. Right. So. We also had tamales today. Chicken tamales. Yeah, it was like a. I say gelatinous. Yeah, it texture. was. I, what is the thing that um, that the Puerto Ricans make? Oh, um, pastele. No, no, no. no. Um, yeah, pastele. It's like that texture. It was like that. It was like a tamale, but went to Puerto Rico. That is a. I bet you the dude who made the guy that owned the place. Fun fact, by the way, crazy used to own the pizza place in the Manassas Mall in the nineties. So some of our followers, we know that you you live up in Virginia. That's a little fun fact for you. Um, so he owned that. He lived in Winchester for a while, lived in Manassas for a while. He's actually originally from Costa Rica. So I was wondering if maybe that tamale had a Costa Rican influence. Or if yeah. it, it seemed he did kind of seem like he ran the business and his wife did the cooking. Yeah. That's kind of how he presented These to us. These people so. were so kind, awesome. so, nice. so nice. They just took way too long to bring us our food. It was, it was very, a very long wait. A, pus, a pupusa should not take more than. I don't. I, I think minutes. if you're. I think if you're selling street food. Yeah. It should be like, I'm standing right next to you at the grill. So we stood there. We well, I'm stood, so we got a table and we waited mm-hmm. and waited. Yeah. Waited. Yeah. I mean, like my hair started to grow on my face. Yes. And then we got our food, and a couple things happened immediately. The the weight was no longer an issue. It was not a problem. I forgot to me. how long I waited. It was not a problem. The food was so 
The pupusas were so good. They were so good. And here's how I know. You don't know this, but I pay attention to this. This is how I know when our food is good at a restaurant. Both of us are quiet. Yes. Did you notice that at all? I noticed that. And I also noticed this when we walked in. The clientele in that place. Yes. We're all Hispanic people. Yep. And that whenever you're eating at a like a, a, place like, a cultural yep. place like yep. that, if you see that culture represented in there, you yeah. know, like, oh, this is a hot spot within the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just worker after worker yeah. coming in and like all yep. these people just yeah. migrating into for for lunch hour. And I was like, oh, these guys are getting soup. Okay, they got pupusas. Yeah. This guy got a burrito. No one got pizza. Nobody got wings. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go there for pizza no. wings. Um, so a couple thoughts as we close the segment. Uh, one, if you've never had a pupusa before, you need to. Yes. If you live in Northern Virginia, you have there's no excuse not to. They're yeah. everywhere, those places. Um, here, I think there's a, there's one that we went to today. I think there's another one about another 15 minutes further than we went today. Apparently, that one's really, really good. It's like in Deland or something. Um, but I would go ahead and if we're doing a Yelp review, I'm, I'm, I'm going five. Five? Um, yeah, why not? It's a small, it's a small mom and pop place. I, if, if I had to type those numbers in, it'd be hard for me to go less than five. Um, I did not use the restroom there, so I don't know how clean the restroom was. But as far as the food itself, um, I'll go four. I'll go four. I'm, I would do four also. That's fair. Four is fair because it, it was too long of a wait. Yeah. And the reality is when you say five, that means you're definitely going back and probably within at least a few weeks, right? Yeah. I think both of us said... I think both of us would be would not be surprised if we did not end up back at this place for quite some time. Right. But it's I like having that place in my back pocket. I do too. It's yeah. like if I'm going that way, might as well just like yeah. jump off the highway real fast. We had an interesting conversation and I and I do this from time to time. I, I think you and I have navigated this conversation a few times. Okay. Um just sometimes randomly I'll just think about like a food truck business that I want to start. Yes. And um I am fully um, immersed in being a church planter and yes. being in full-time ministry. And that's not something that I want to walk away from. No. Um, but I, I have this dream, this secret desire of yep. mine that I would, I love the idea. Maybe when I retire one day to have a food truck, little side business. And so today I yeah, thought both of, of you, me and you yeah. have had at least 20 ideas and we always come up with cool names, yeah. all this stuff. Right. Yeah. Remember the shrimp taco one? Yeah. The tacos that are like shaped like shrimp. And they're small. Yes. Like a, yeah. <laughs> and so, so today I just, I had this idea. I said, what if, what if I had a food truck PK and you're like, okay, yeah, tell me about mm -hmm. it. And I said, yeah. what if, and, and this is what it would be called. It'd be called side quest. Yes. And the whole idea is like, this is just my side hustle. Right. It's not my main mission in life. Right. This is my side quest. Yeah. And you're like, well, what kind of truck would it be? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, it sounds to me like. It would be a quest for the best sides. So all we would sell are side dishes. Yes, like the like grandma's macaroni and cheese. Best mac and cheese you ever had in your life. Yes, and 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 um, like I don't know, like loaded street corn, like whatever that looks yep. like, just yeah. like stuff like that. The spinach casserole that I make at Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh this bro. would be this is a great idea. And then you came with back. And I said, I said side quest. I said, what about side chick? Okay, and I was like, "Wait a second, what is that?" Yeah, it's a tr it's a food truck called Side Chick, and all it sells is like chicken products, like chicken sandwiches. Yes, 
dude, right? Yeah. And then they're like, and, and then you get a text from your wife and like, babe, where are you at? I was like, oh, I'm just with my side chick. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she's like, she's it's like, not funny. You've already texted me that a bunch of times. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> what do you want? Do you want yeah, like the yeah. normal? Like, <laughs> so, uh, so the, yeah, there's, there's that. And so if you guys are ever just like, if you're, if you're ever on a road trip or you're like, there's a lull in the conversation, yeah. you could just start off with like, Hey, if you had a food truck, what would you call it? And what would you sell? Right. Remember the one we did, we had an idea for a star Wars food truck. Yes. I forget what the name of it was. But all the food dishes were all like yes. based off of Star Wars themes and everything. And it's all painted like uh like outer space. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's awesome. These are fun. This is a fun, it's a fun, uh, a fun conversation, a fun way to dream. Yeah, we're gonna get into a little bit of story today. Today's gonna be more like story time. Okay. I think we'll have some fun with that. But before before we do that, uh we all have things that grind our gears, right? In this life of ours. Yeah. Some things bother some of us more than others. Okay. And, you know. Um an ongoing theme, not theme, I don't know, maybe theme, but a story, a topic, I should say, that has reared its ugly face on this show a couple okay. times is this whole tipping culture thing. Tell me about it. Tipping culture has reached a new low. Now, I told you about- Some would say a new high. No, when I read this, this is bad. <laughs> so this is not nice news. This is not nice news. I actually thought about doing a segment called Not Nice News. <laughs> All right, let, t- tell us about it. So remember the last time we talked about this, I talked about how I went and ordered food from uh, a place and they did nothing and other than put my food in my hands and I left. It was a to-go order. They did nothing and then there was no option to not tip. Right. That's and where we left off on this conversation. And, and the lady got so mad. Right. And this isn't like Outback where they're packing a bunch of like knives and forks and spoons and side dishes and blah, blah, blah. This is literally it was a bagel sandwich in a bag. Right. That's what this was. And it started at like 15% or whatever it was. Something crazy up to 25%. And there was no like, how do I not tip? Right. That's right. where we left off on this Okay. Thing. I found an article today in the Washington... Journal, not Washington, I'm sorry, Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal, okay. Washington, I was thinking about pupusas. Oh, man. Um, Wall Street Journal, tipping culture at self-checkout. Now, what in the mess? Has customers crying emotional blackmail. Let me just read you a few of these paragraphs here. Wait, 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 wait. Self-checkout. Yes. Uh, give me an example. Like when you're Let me read. Let me read. Okay, here we my go. Bad, my bad. Zero interaction with employees during a transaction no longer guarantees freedom from the moral quandary or um, I'm sorry, of how much to tip prompts to leave 20% at self checkout machines at airports, stadiums, cookie shops, and cafes across the country are rankling. I've never heard that word. You've heard that word rankling, no. rankling, rankling, uh, consumers already inundated by the proliferation of tip screens. Business owners say the automated cues can significantly increase gratuities and boost staff pay, but the unmanned props are leading more customers to question what exactly the tips are for. That's what I've been saying. They're cutting labor costs by doing self-checkout. Okay. So what's the point of asking for a tip and where is it going, says Aishta Jamar, a senior at American University in Washington, D.C., who has noticed more self-serve tip cues at restaurants she frequents. Tipping researchers. I like to be one of those. 
I think I am. I think you are one. I think I am one. Just without a paycheck. <laughs> you probably need a tip. T- I know. I, yeah. Turn the screen. Tipping researchers and labor advocates say so-called tip creep uh, is a way for <laughs> employers to put the onus for employee pay onto consumers rather than raise wages themselves. Companies say tips are an optional thanks for a job well done. That's great. Businesses are taking mm-hmm. advantage of an opportunity, says Michael William Michael Lynn, who studies consumer behavior and tip culture as a professor at Cornell University's <laughs> Nolan School of Hotel Administration. Interesting title there. Who wouldn't want to get extra money at very little cost if you could? Listen to this. Square, whose technology powers many iPad point-of-sale machines, says tipped transactions were up 17% year over year at full-service restaurants. You sit down, full-service, right. that's, that's where you tip, up 17%. Because you know what's happening, too? When I was younger, tipping started at about 12%. Lunch was uh, was 12%. Dinner was 15%. A very, um, very good service, you would get 18%, especially for large parties of eight or more. Mm-hmm. But 18 was the highest. 20 was like... Something special happened. You're rich. Yes. So um, we talked to our guy, Phil, over at Bella Luna. Yeah. Um, and he was telling me that customers are just smashing the tip button. When they're picking up their order, they're picking up their pizza. And he says it's 30%. They're, they're doing their own work. I can't believe it. I can't imagine getting off my couch, picking up my own pizza right. that, that cost me, I don't know what Phil charged for two lovely pizzas. We talk, he's reasonable, yeah. pe- we know okay, he's got yeah. reasonable prices. But but and let's just say it, it's 50 bucks. That's what two large pizzas with three toppings each tends to be these days. You know what 30% of $50 is? It's $18. That's wild. You just added $18 plus tax. $18, I... I'm giving you $18 to pick up my food. This is insane. This stuff drives me crazy. Listen to this. And 16% at quick service restaurants in the fourth quarter. So it's up. Tipping tipping is up 16% at quick service restaurants in the fourth quarter. We'll, we'll read this and we're almost done. I, I find this stuff just it blows my mind. Travelers checking themselves out for already expensive bags of chips at the airport. Say a request for an additional dollar or two feels egregious. Listen to this. Garrett Bimiller enjoyed not removing his AirPods or making eye contact with anyone when buying an early morning bottle of water at an OTG gift shop at New Jersey's Newark um, Liberty International Airport a few weeks ago. Seeing the option on the screen. (laughs) Can you imagine this? You're not interacting with anybody. I There's so many things wrong. Seeing the option on the self-checkout screen to add 10 to 20% to his $6 bottle of water caught him off guard. He, he like he was by himself and he, he, he pulled on an AirPod. Like, He's probably looking for a camera. Where's Ashton <laughs> yeah, Kutcher? Yeah, uh, am I getting punked here? Yeah. Just the prompt in general is a bit of emotional blackmail that 26-year-old who works for public relations in New York City, he skipped the tip. This this article, you can read it yourself. Um, the, the name of this article in the Wall Street Journal is Tipping Culture at Self-Checkout Has Customers Crying Emotional Blackout. But haven't like companies saved so much money just by switching to self-checkout already? Now you want me to tip there for doing nothing? I was talking to the young ladies who work at the chicken place here, right right in our office, uh, Human Goose. Okay. 
And I said, hey, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? She's like, yeah, what, what's up? I was like, how much do you make per hour here? Right. And she's like, um, well, our base pay is eight fifty an hour. Right. And I was like, okay. Um, and then she said, we each one of us make that per hour and usually about $350 a week in tips. Right. A week. She said, everybody will at least give a dollar. I give a dollar. Everybody will at least give a dollar. To me, and here's the thing, and I think people can can interpret my loathing of this tip culture as me not being generous. I, I'm a generous person. Right. Where we went today, I tipped. Now, okay. I didn't tip 20% because literally all they were doing is bringing my food and setting it down, and then they clean my table. I tend to clean my own table for the most part. I don't leave a lot of trash. Right. But either way, I, I do a dollar. Just straight up, that's a buck. Boom. You know what I mean? Now, that used to be nothing. Right. I'll have a buck. But to give five dollars for that right that's generous if i felt compelled to do that i would do it you know um but when i go to the taco place here that you like so much i hate that place <laughs> Hugh and magoo's like i'm, I'm in for a dollar now the taco place just changed it i told you a couple right. months ago it's now percentage based it used to be like you could add one three or five dollars now it's percentage based yeah um i think you you tip when you feel like something was worth that Segwaying into our podcast here, we do have a, a user support. <laughs> <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. Yeah, but we're not asking for their money. No, but you can if you wanted to. We haven't seen anything come through yet. No. <laughs> That's okay. You can start paying for our meals. Yeah. No, no, Sponsor okay. our next lunch. Well, wait. Hey, me. We do. We do work. Hey, if this is if this is of service to you. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> bro. Uh, last week, uh, we left you, the audience, hanging with uh joey my son's baseball game yeah i went to three games you missed the one that we discussed the first game which was against the mariners that was the first one you missed right that was you you, so you missed the first one yeah but then i'm like hey we're playing the undefeated team yeah cobra kai yeah cobra kai and you're like i can go to that yeah so that was the number one ranked team they were completely undefeated no losses we played them once earlier in the season a loss 11 to 10 to them. We lost by one run. I never thought I would be trash talking an eight-year-old at the plate. Yeah. And then, I ch- and then I checked myself. I what said, this he... is a young man. Yes. How dare I? How dare you? What, what was the experience like sitting in the stands watching Babe Ruth baseball and seven and eight-year-olds? The tension was so taut. It was a high G yeah. on a guitar. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> it was, it could have been, it could have been the World Series, like the actual MLB World Series. I... My, my guess is that you would have rather been at that game live than watching an actual World Series game on absolutely, TV. Absolutely. Yeah. I was a big baseball guy. I was fully invested. Yeah. You had the fam there. Bro, I, was, I learned all the kids' names within the first yeah. batting order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It helps that the, they're on the back of the Yeah, but I mean like jersey. I, knew, I knew first and last names. Yeah. Yeah. I knew where they were. I was like, okay, Dylan's up next. He's we're at the top of the order. Yes. So that game came down to the wire. Joey was Joey's team, our team. I say Joey's team. It was my team. I yeah. coached. Me and Joey. You were head coach. Um, we started as the eighth seed, and we beat the Braves, the undefeated team. Yeah, and your prediction was by three. Yes. And you beat them by two. You beat them by two. So I don't know what that works out to in Vegas. No, nothing, right? No, nothing. Sorry. I was I saying the Vegas line. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So then that got us... Um, <laughs> That got us uh, another playoff game on Saturday. I went to that one too against the Dodgers. Yes, and um, and we beat them pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't. It was never close. It was not even ever close. No, um, I love the coach <clears throat> there. The guy, his guy, his name is Fred. The difference, bro. That, uh, the yeah. difference was right. was yes. visible. 
Yes. Palpable. At the end of the game, of the Dodgers game, Mm -hmm. the coach came up to you and hugged you. Yeah. And he said, hey, hey, man, good game. We have a very strong respect for one another. Matter of fact, Joey made the all-star team for the summer. So Fred, that guy that for the Dodgers, him and I are assisting another couple coaches. So we're going to work together some of the But you know what that showed his team and your team? It like, that that was so huge. They saw, they said, oh, coach is hugging the other coach. We just lost. Why is he hugging that guy? Right. You know what I mean? That was so like, we won. Yeah. That got us into the championship, which was Monday night against the lovable losers. That's what they call them in baseball. Okay. The, 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 not the Chicago Cubs, the Winter Springs Cubs. Yep. And again, I know this guy. He's a cool dude. We're, yep. we're uh, friends on Facebook. We have good interaction with one another. I like this guy a lot. He's a good coach, a uh, strong man. Um, and that game was never really close. Yeah, so I had band practice that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I snuck out early. You snuck out of band practice. Snuck out early. But the band was practicing themselves. Mm-hmm. And I get over there. And I roll. I think you guys had just started the game. And I roll up and like everyone's huddled in the dugout. And I was like, whoa. For the hype, you mean? No, bro. Oh, you're like fast forwarding. I, I fast forwarded I was, I wasn't much. ready for that. Okay, yet. let's go. I wasn't but, like, ready for that. Okay, give so. Give me there. Give me there. So, so <clears throat> did you mean miss like a couple innings, you think? I think I missed. Yeah, I think I missed two innings. It was around inning two or three that my son Joseph hit a home run. No, he did. I missed a home run. Yeah, bro. So you missed that. Oh, that's what you mean man. when you went to the when you saw the huddle. You had missed that. Oh so my god! It's goodness. a it's what we call a rookie's home run. It was probably more like a, a couple double, errors, a double with a couple errors. Okay. My son hit a home run, and as he's running home, he he kind of throws his hands out. You know that's what, what he always does. He looks like Mario. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then he crosses the plate, does a little gritty, you know, and he goes back to the dugout. He's got his routine. Yes. And then um, the inning ended, and I went over to the dugout, and as I'm. As I walk in the dugout, I'm like, where's Joey? I don't see him anywhere. Look, all the kids are coming out of the field. I don't see Joey. Right. And then I, I, I assume maybe he left the dugout to give his mom a hug after the home run or whatever. And I said, Stacey, where's Joey? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? How, can, how do you miss a kid who's playing a baseball game and there's 300 people there or whatever, right? right? 300 people. <laughs> <laughs> maybe 100, whatever. Um, and then I looked again in the dugout and I see him. Okay. Pause. We'll come back to this in a little bit. <gasps> this is like watching Star Wars machete oh, style. Oh no. Watch episode four and five. We leave you hanging. Then go back and watch episode okay. one, two, three. Okay. All right. So Joey's the third born of the Hawken babies. He has two older sisters. Uh, and Elise is about three years older than him. And then Julie's about four years older than him. Right. And um, for our family, Stacey and I could not have children for about 10 years. And then we had Julia. And then we had Annalise. Julie's got her own incredible miracle baby story. We'll have to tell one day. And we had Annalise. Um, and then we had Joey. And um, Joey is a boy. He is a whole lot different from the girls. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, as as Joey is comes into comes into the world and he's he's a baby, he's an infant, you know, we're, you know, raising this kid up as best we know how. You know, he's kid number three now. So we feel like we got a good grip on this thing. And uh, he's about it. He's just a matter of just after his first birthday, after the whole smashing the cake in your face yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, just after his first birthday, one day I was upstairs and my Virginia home had three stories. We had a basement, kind of that middle floor. And then the top floor, the top floors were all the base um, bedrooms were. And Stacy was downstairs in the kitchen and I'm upstairs and we got the baby monitor going. Um, 
And as I'm up there, I'm, I was like cleaning the room or something, walking around, and I hear like this weird noise mm -hmm. coming from, you know, this this monitor. And I'm like, what the heck is that? You know, of course, I didn't have the fancy one where you could like look with the LED screens and right, all that right, stuff. Right. This was just audio. Like walkie talkies. Yeah. So Joey's literally 20 steps from me. So I walk out of my room, walk into his room, and he's laying there moving very strangely. Oh, no. So I went to pick him up, and he's got no How old is he? Just past his first birthday. So, Okay. 12 months and a couple weeks, maybe. I don't okay. know. So I pick him up. His head is just limp, right? Oh, so no. now I got to support his head. I look and his eyes are in the back of his head. Like all I see no, is the whites, no. right? So I know immediately something's wrong. And usually I'm the one that freaks out in the marriage and Stacy's the calm one. You've probably witnessed this before. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, I was cool. I held my son and I just said, Stacy. I start yelling. I'm not going to yell into the microphone. Right. But I start yelling, Stacy, you need to come up here right now. Right now, you need to make your way up here, right? I was try I didn't want to like scream like, you know, Joey's Help! right all right. that stuff. So she comes up, she takes one look at him and says, Call 911, right? So she gets the baby. I call 911 and they send, you know, the fire truck and the right. uh, ambulance and all that. And Joey's he's he's alive, obviously, but he's just limp. Like he's like his arms got no he's control. Is he breathing? He's breathing, yeah. Um burning up. You know, had a fever oh, going no, and everything. Bro. And um, so the ambulance gets there. And by the time the ambulance got there, he was doing just a little, 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 little bit better. But we still had no idea. What was happening was he was having a febrile seizure. Okay. Uh, you just, you never want to see your child go through something like this. And that young too. Wow. Like, bro, he's, he's, he's a year old. Not even like, right. he can't even communicate yet. Right. No, not at all. Right. Yeah. So, right. um, so Stacy gets in the ambulance with, you know, the people we call friends. We had neighbors, bro. Again, I've said this so many times about the church. There's nothing like having the church in your life when right. things break bad like this. I mean, there were seven people on speed dial, all attended my church, all ready to come. Because don't forget, now the girls are only, what, how old are they? Four and five years old or right. something. And so Stacy went with the ambulance as, as the ambulance is leaving, here comes Steve and Michelle Walters or Michelle. Wal I remember who it was. It was definitely a Walter. I'm, I know it was Michelle. I don't know if Steve was with her or not, but she comes rolling in. She's like, just go. I got it. Like that's yeah. the kind of people you that's want. What you know. I got the goosebumps. Yeah, yeah so, me too. So nice. right there. Yeah. I, I shared my son of mine with you. So, <laughs> so anyway, so, so I get in my car and I, I ambulance chase. Okay, cool. You, know? you were running red lights and stuff. Yeah, something like that. Power sliding yeah, yeah, through yeah. corners. I, yeah, because I think I had the uh, I had the black Monte Carlo. The SS. Super, super yeah, smart. let's yeah. go. So I, I could keep up. And so, um, of course, the ambulance, they go right into the hospital. I've got to like park and I've got to like go yeah. through and get checked in. What and, were you thinking? Uh, what was like, what was in your mind? I um, I didn't allow my mind to go to a dark place. Okay. Um, I had no idea. The fact that... Um, when the ambulance had gotten there, the EMT workers had gotten there. They weren't freaked out. Mm. They were calm and there wasn't, you know, but it was like, hey, we need to get him to the hospital. But, you know, kind of gave me some hope. But like, this isn't probably the worst thing in the world, but this is not good. Like, what was that? Did you think he was going to die? I didn't know. But I know this. Once I let my mind go there, like, oh, by the time I get to the hospital, my son might be dead. Like, that, I, like that wasn't crossing your mind at all. You're it crosses, driving. but it's got to like, you got to push it to the side. Cause I got to drive. I got to drive safe. Right. I got to be there for my wife. You know mm. what I mean? I got my girls at the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't let my mind go to a dark, cause I don't know. Right. Why let my mind go to a dark place when I literally don't know. Right. Um, by the time I got to the hospital, 
um, I went in the room and, and Stacy was, was sitting in where he would sit, like in the, the bed, the recliner bed, yeah, you yeah. know, and she's holding him and he's got like life in his eyes oh. and he's looking a little bit better, but still just looks tired. Like the, he just experienced a, a shock to his body. Yeah. And when like you see is like that, like you probably, you, you know, you feel it through your whole body. For sure. You know, I've never had one, but I, like your whole body's like seizing. Right. Um, plus he's got a fever. He had like the flu, which is what caused the whole thing and all that. So. Um, so he, he was messed up, dude. It was, it, you know, but we got him home. He didn't stay overnight or anything in the hospital, but we got him home. And of course that night, Stacy like sleeps by his side. Right. Cause she's like, I don't want that to happen again. That's crazy. There was like a, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was like a span of like a year where she like. It's longer than a year. So unfortunately it happened again. Oh no. This time we knew what it was. Okay. Yeah, but we went to the doctor, and so now the doctor said there's a chance like this could happen again. It mm. may not. It may. Um, it happened twelve total times, from the time he was one to the time he was two. Dang, bro, that's like dangerous. It happened on almost every trip we went on. We went to the Outer Banks and stayed in a really nice beach house that somebody from the church let us use, and uh, it happened there. It happened on the way home from Florida one time. Um, it was on the highway. He seized horribly. And, uh, I got off the highway, bro. And I'm blowing every friggin' light I can, uh, to get him to the, bro, I'm in the middle of Georgia, like in Savannah somewhere. Right. I flagged down a cop. I tell the cop, I got to get my son to the, you know, to the ER. He's like, follow me. You know, like he like, let cool. to, dude, he opened up the roads for us and everything. Um, I had my dog with me. I had, um, I had my mom with me who was, it was like, older. But like, why? Why was this happening? Why did he keep getting So that? some kids, when they get a fever, they get seizures. So every time he was having a fever as a, as an infant. For the most part. You're like, dang. Led, yeah. So, and then even trying to like break the fever quickly, like get him into a lukewarm bathtub, get that temperature down. There were times where we got the temp, his temperature was up over a hundred and we were able to get his temperature to come down, back down to 98, 99, right. whatever. And then he'd seize, you oh. know? It was like, oh man, we got it down from like 103 to like 99 or something, and he's still season. So that was the that was year one to two for Joey. We took him to neurologist. He had like a little helmet put on him that he had to take home and wear for the weekend. A little backpack that had all the wiring and oh everything. Oh my gosh! To sleep bro. with it. Um, we had uh, medicine on us anytime. Like we were gonna leave him with a babysitter. There was a big old list of things you know like to look out for. Of course, we didn't leave him with a lot of babysitters because we felt just uncomfortable doing that it was a very stressful season stacy slept by his bed pretty much every night with uh her hand on his chest dang to make sure he was breathing and of course you know you, you kind of nod off and then she'd wake up freaking out like making sure he's okay uh the good thing at that time stacy wasn't working so it's not like she had to get up and go to work the next day right but, um, still, but that bro, doesn't make it yeah because I, I mean i think like what about single moms right you know what i mean that like they deal with stuff like this they still got to go to work. You know what I mean? Dang, bro. Um, so, so it was hard on Stacy. It was very hard on Stacy. Like, there's 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 tra there's trauma there. Mm. You know, they say most kids grow out of them by the time they're five years old. And sure enough, I don't think Joey had one after being three or four years old. Um, so no more seizures. But still, like in a lot of ways, like Joey still feels like this kind of miracle sort of baby. Like after all of that, and now he's kind of like a normal kid. Right. So no more seizures. Um, and you know, I've talked a little bit about Joey, about how I didn't have my dad as a kid. Mm. Right. And, um, and I want to be there for him. You right. know, I want to be healthy. <clears throat> I want to be able to run with him. I want to be able to throw football with him. Uh, I want to coach his baseball team. Like 
I don't know how much time I have on this planet, you know, I, right. I, none of us do. Right. Um, but the time I do have, I want my son to remember, you know, his daddy and that I'm right. for him. not just my son, my girls, obviously, of right. course, but this story is more about Joey. Um, so I, I, you know, started coaching him a little bit in baseball and T-ball. And then he moved up to his rookies, which is the pitching machine. And, and so I've been there all along, like coaching my son and being there for him. And uh, for us to get to the championship game, bro, was unbelievable. Tell me this story real quick. This is just like a side quest. Yeah, a side quest. Um, Joey saw the team last year win, right? Was it last year? Last yes. season? Yeah, 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 yeah. And what do you win when you like? When? We get rings. Okay. You like get like they look like legit stinking like Super, Super Bowl. Bowl rings. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was kind of scrolling Facebook, and he was with me, and I was like, and he was looking at the pictures because with the the league takes pictures of the winning team, and then they post it, and right. So it's got all these kids like holding these championship rings up, and it was a team that we were beating. Okay. Like five to one going into the last inning or two, and. We had a horrible thing happen with some parents there. I don't want to get into today. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, just, I think we told the story a couple times. It was horrible. Anyways. So we ended up losing. We lost by a run or whatever to this team. and We should have won. So Joey knew that like we should have won. That was last season. That was last season. So fast forward to the season. We're in the championship game. We're playing the Cubs. And Joey hits a rookie's home run. Uh, our fans go nuts. Everybody's celebrating, cheering. He runs down. I wasn't runs here down the line. You weren't there yet. He does a gritty. Back to the dugout. Um and I was for I was the first base coach, so and we were in the um, the further dugout, yeah, way. third base dugout, yeah, third base dugout. So I um, I walk back just because every now and again I don't want to just sit there the whole time because I'm also coaching the defense the defense on that side too, right? So in between innings, sometimes I'd walk back and forth and so say something was up to the fans or you know whatever <laughs> the fans, yeah, well, they were fans, <laughs> no, they were, yeah, the fans they were, were awesome. loaded, bro. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> so I walk back to the dugout. All the kids got their hats on. They're going out, and I'm like, "Where's Joey?" Where's this kid at? And so um, I'm looking, I don't see him anymore. So where's Joey? Where's Joey? Of course, a lot of kids aren't paying attention to me because they're trying to run out to get to their positions. The coaches are calling up positions, you know, whatever. Matthew, you're at shortstop and right. all this stuff. Where's Joey? I don't see him. So then I go back um, to the stands. I'm like, Stacy, where's Joey? She's like, well, I thought he was with you. How do you lose a kid in a baseball game when there's 300 people there? Right. Maybe 100, whatever. Um, so then I go back to the dugout and, I, and, and I, I look in and I see him. And they're like, oh, Joey's like sitting on the floor. I was like, so sometimes when Joey strikes out or something unfortunate happens, he beats himself up a little bit and he gets a little emotional and he kind of disconnects a little bit and he gets upset. He gets mad that he struck out or he gets, he gets bummed that he missed a ball that maybe went between his legs, that kind of a thing. I was like, Joey, what are you doing? I need you to get, get your, he had his batting helmet on, get your batting helmet off, get your hat on, get out in the field. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. He just hit a home run. Why is he sad? Why is he sad? (gasps) So then I, I go in the, I, I go to him and I'm like, I'm like, Joey, buddy. And dude, he's just like, he's holding his head up, but he's like, it looked like life was leaving his body. No, bro. What happened to him? Yes. So I look at him like, buddy, buddy, take your helmet off. Let's get you in the field. And he's just, his he, eyes are He's kinda, like dazed. Yeah. He can't keep his eyelids open. Like he's kind of open his eyes, kind of uh. closed. And I realized, oh, wait a minute. There's something wrong here. And so my first thought, it was hot. You know, it's Florida, right? Yeah. And my first thought is he's dehydrated. So I, I go over to Stacy again calmly. I said, hey, Stacy, Joey's not feeling well. <laughs> Can right. you come over here and see what's going on? She said, what do you mean he's not feeling well? Like, that's an odd thing to say in the middle of a baseball game. Right. So she comes over and sure enough, dude, like something's going on. And so Joey, Joey, you know, she starts kind of like yeah. getting tried because she, she realized she took one look at him and realized my, something's wrong with my son. When you have 300 people at a baseball game, you're going to have nurses. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is cool. So we had 
a few scrubs come over, um, a couple nurses, and they were like, you know, mom, can we take a look? You know, so they were like, bro, we had no idea what happened to him. He's wearing a batting helmet and he's just, he's not talking. So they start kind of putting some water on his head. They're trying to give him the drink water, but he's got like, he's out of it. He can't even think to open his mouth to drink water. Dang, bro. Yes. He was like crossing the line. He it felt like he was, yeah, I don't know what the heck was going on. So like, I'm like, I just, I'm, we're killing the Cubs at this point. Mm. It's like the second inning, we're five to one, right? Not it's not killing, but we're beating them. Right. right? Um, so, and I'm, I got strategy going in my mind and watch outfield and all this stuff. And all of a sudden it was like, that stuff came to a halt. What's going on with my son? Mm. So of course the umpires did a great job. We had two pro umpires there. They shut, they stopped the game. They don't want to move forward with the game until we knew Joey was okay. We're calling an ambulance. I was just about to call 911 and get an ambulance out there. Um, I kind of walk away from the situation and again, the church. So I go to the stands and we have probably 15 people from our church. Right. There. It was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of the young adults and some yeah. other people. And I just say, Hey guys, I need to play. For, can you pray for Joey for me? And they say, yep, we got you pastor. <laughs> so it was cool. Like having the I church there. call at the baseball. Yeah. They're praying for <laughs> Joey. And, um, and I guess if I understand correctly, what happened was, he doesn't remember, but he knows he hit his head. And they were telling me that he hit his head while all this was going on. I said, he couldn't have hit his head. He's got his helmet on. It's before he hit? No, he hit right here in his forehead somehow on the corner of the metal bench that they're at. So somehow he tripped, slipped, something happened oh, and dang. he hit his head. Boom. And saw stars. Oh, uh, and he was just like... But he is a concussion. He had a, he got a concussion. Dang, bro. Yes. So... Were you, like, okay, when when you saw that all those people were, like, around him and the nurses were, like, dumping... I, this was the point where I, I think I was rolling up just after they just, like, a whole cooler of water was dumped on him or something like that. Yeah, like, my father-in-law took his shirt off. Right, like, like, had it... What, like, what was going through your mind? Like... I, it was very similar to when he was a baby... I didn't let my mind go to a dark place, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't know what happened. And when when it's just hot like that, all that energy, you know, in the stands and people screaming and right. home run. And you just, I have no idea what it was. Is this something unrelated to everything that's happening? I thought it was dehydration, but like... He's playing the game of his life. He's playing the game of his life. It's like, you see, so you do have that thought like, oh, is this the story I tell the rest of my life? Like I lost my son on the baseball field. Dang. Like you do think that. Like that right. thought goes through your mind, but you can't, you got to push it out. Like right. You just got to push it out. Um, so he started feeling a little bit better. And I guess none of the nurses felt like he needs to go to the hospital like right now. Okay. So they got him like one of those like um, chairs, like the one that the guy does in the gift. Yeah. You know, what like a camp camping chair. A camping chair. Yeah. So they got him like a little thrown in the dugout. And then uh, they got all the boys together. Like, we're going to win this for Joey. And all the kids are like, we're going to win it for Joey. <laughs> you know, we're going to hit home runs. Two of the kids are like, Joey, we're going to hit home runs for you. <laughs> so we go back to playing and now we're down a player. So now we're in a championship game. Is that an automatic out? No. So it's not because it was an injury. It was not, would not, they just skip right over his at bat. Oh, dang. So he had just hit. Right. So he was number two in the batting order. We're probably like number four in the batting order. So like it was an inning or two goes by. He didn't go in the field. We were playing with nine. We were playing shorthanded in the field. And then he starts saying, I want to I want to play. Like, I want to go back in the championship game. But it's, he was holding his head. My head oh, hurts. And it was like black and blue at this point. It started yeah. to like get swollen a little bit. Yeah. 
And so Stacy's like, he wants to go back in the game. I don't know what to do. I said, well, if he really like feels up to it and feels like I can play, then I want him to to be able to go back into the game, right? Right. So two innings go by. So you're talking about probably, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes or so. Right. I don't know. Um, and and he's up in the order. And he's got a bat in his hand. He's got his batting helmet on. And I said, Poppy, you, sh- you sure you want to do this? And he says, yeah, yeah, I want to hit. I want to hit. And I said, okay, I know you want to, but do you feel like you can do it right now? He goes, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I want to do it. I want to do it. So I, I told the opposing coach, because I thought Joey would probably be out. Hey, he is going to hit. Right. You know, whatever. He gets up there and gets on base. He cranked a dinker. Over. Dude, he went, he got a triple. <laughs> yes. He got a triple. Yes. <laughs> he got a, right kid, right kid over second triple. base. Yeah. So then um, that, that inning ends. He goes back in the dugout. And as he's in the dugout, I say, hey, do you want to go in the field too? He's kind of like, eh, okay. <laughs> so then he went back in the field and he just finishes the game. Gets up again. Gets another hit and gets on base. It's the best thing that ever happened to him. So, <laughs> yeah. So he ended up going three for four because he struck out the first at bat, but then hit a home run, a triple, and like a base hit. Wow. Yeah. But this is the stuff your kids put you through sometimes. Right. It's not their fault. Mm-mm. You know, but this is the stuff that like one day they'll understand. They have no idea. They cannot understand the love a mother and a father have for them. Right. You know, so where did you just go for a second there? You like you drifted for a second. Well, I was thinking about it's unrelated, but then I, was, I guess I was thinking about you a little bit. OK, because like I said, my dad didn't leave me on purpose. He died. Right. But I just said a mother and a father have a love for you that you never understand. Right. And you didn't get to experience that with your dad. No. And there are times now I'm, I'm a dad right. of three right. daughters. And I look at my beautiful babies. Yeah. And I think to myself, like, how the hell can you leave this? Yeah. What really was going on that you had to, like, right. abandon your family? Yeah. Like, whatever. I get it. You'd fall out of love with your spouse. Right. There could be a myriad of reasons, right. you know? Right. I found out later that my dad was abusive towards my mom and all this stuff. And, like, I'm good thing he's gone, right? Right. But that didn't mean that you you shouldn't still call your kids and like check up on them and you know what I mean like yeah I I see I see Penny and Ava and Cece and I'm like there's no way I'm not I'm not coming home tonight no for like what else is there to do there's no way yeah even when I have stuff to do it's like I'd rather be home yeah I'd rather be home throwing a ball with Joey I'd rather be my my daughter Julie has become the biggest Philadelphia sports fan. Like she's, she's watching highlights now. She knows all the players. Like we're watching the Sixers right now. Right. By the way, my Sixers beat the Celtics last night in game five. So one more game, we close out the Celtics. Um, We might have to do a post lunch on the road to Miami next week or something. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, If the Sixers play Miami, I mean, the Sixers play the Heat, I'm going to probably try to go. Um, And, and my daughter, Annalise is just, is just so intuitive. Yeah. She's special. And just to sit down and talk to her and, Man, I would so much rather be home with my kids than than anything else. Yeah, you know. So today, Elizabeth rolled in. Mm-hmm. She uh, she does kids ministry for the church. She does. So she comes in and make makes copies, gets some stamps to send postcards to kids and stuff like that. And Cece's not in school yet because she's almost two. And Cece walks in. She this is where Daddy works. She walks in. Daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes yeah. into my office, wants me to hold her, yeah. like play on the keyboard and all this stuff. And it's just like, man. Yeah. Like, I'm living the dream right now. 
Yeah. Living the dream. Have a beautiful family who love Jesus. Yep. Who love their, their city. Mm-hmm. Who love who you know what I mean? It's just like man, it's it's an honor to be a part of my family. It's an honor to serve my ladies. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's I wouldn't want to do anything else. It was really cool to to be at Joey's game, his games. It was really cool to see Anthony Mora, a, a friend of ours who serves in the church here, who doesn't have any sons. Right. He has um, daughters who are sixteen, nineteen, and twenty one. Seventeen, I think. Whatever, however old they are. Right. They're, um, they're not babies. And and he um, he was telling me, um, I had like recently shared my story of how Elizabeth and I, we had a miscarriage right. like in between, in between Penny and Ava, we, we lost a baby. And um, Anthony Moore watched it on, on social media and um, he watched was, your story. He watched told. the story. I like kind of told the story. Yeah. My authentic church. Yeah. On Instagram. On Instagram. Mm-hmm. And he was like, after we showed it and he was just like, he looked like something was off. I was like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, he's like, man, I just, I never processed the loss of our child. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. He's like, yeah, we had a miscarriage also. And it was in between Chloe and Karis, his last two. And it was, um, I think it was supposed to be a boy and mm-hmm. everything, like all this stuff. And he's like, I just, I just never really processed that. And that story that you just told really just like reminded me that I need to like, you know, kind of deal with this a little bit. But to see Anthony out there with these 10 boys and he's coaching them and like encouraging yeah. <laughs> at the plate and yeah. like, um, that was awesome. Giving him high fives. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was so awesome to see, like, you, you talked about how the church steps up and it's just like to see a man like that, um, really pour into this emerging generation to be there for Joey's game. Yeah. And like, even our youth director and, and his yeah. friends, they were at the game. We're all just like, yeah, Joey, yeah. It was just huge. It was really awesome. And, um, I love That's coaching. Cool. Yeah. I, we have a young man on our team. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you heard this. Did you hear this yet or not? We have a young man on our team who's um, his dad's not around. Okay. And um, I got an extra night of practice in with Joey before the game. It's kind of like that kind of moment in the movie Rocky when he goes in and he looks and he sees the ring and he sees mm. the, 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 uh, the banner hanging and he goes, got the color of the shorts wrong. And the guy goes, is anybody even going to notice? You know, that whole scene. <laughs> so I want to get Joey out kind of the night before um, one of these big, it was actually before the Saturday game. And um, I asked this kid's mom, because I, long story short, I had to see her that night because um, she had Joey's baseball glove. So we can't play okay. much baseball without his glove. Right. And I said, hey, how would you feel if I took your son along? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be at the baseball fields on a different park. Okay. It'll be actually beneficial to me if you can get him out of my hair for a little while. And and so I took this kid and uh, and Joey and Julia, of course, because Julia's just, it's not just Philadelphia Sports Pro. She just loves She's it. She's the bat girl on the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Julia. Uh, Joey and this young man and myself, and we went over to another park. I started, sh- you know, shagging uh, fly balls. I mean, fly balls and and, and grounders to these kids. And um, you know the song. Man, this is like the most like sentimental <laughs> post lunch yet. Uh, I get to change the genre from comedy to like inspiration yeah. or something. Um, but you know the song. She thinks we're just fishing. Yes, it's a country song. Yeah, yes. you know. Um, and it's all about a dad who's with his daughter, right. you know, and she thinks we're just fishing, you know what I'm saying? Right. But like at the meantime, like this father's like, I'm spending this time with my daughter. You know, yeah. Like thing. building memories and all that. And it kind of reminded me of that a little bit because all I did was play baseball. I think it, but it was the opposite. Right. It wasn't a story about a, a, a daughter being unaware. I think of what was really happening. I think I was unaware of what was really happening. <laughs> Dang dude. So 
I'm like crying over here. <laughs> Get your tissues, man. <laughs> um, Jeez. We were out for about an hour and a half, if if that long, and oh. um, took him back to his mom. And then the next day, his mom told Stacy, like, Stacy's like, oh, I hear, you know, uh, Kevin picked up your son or whatever. She says he got home and said it was the best night of his life. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Whoa. And we didn't do anything. We played baseball. Right. All we were doing was playing baseball. But this young man just craves having a a real like man. Oh my gosh, like dude. a man of character and integrity. And so I'm gonna see if I can't figure out how to like get him around us a little bit more because that's you and me. Yes. He's you and me. Yes. He's eight years old. Dad's not around. He needs. Mom us. is driving him around from place to place. Yeah. Um. And he needs a man in his life. Yes. So I don't. I think he's a lot younger. Not a lot younger. He's younger than Joey. So I don't think he's moving up with us next season. Uh, for baseball because Joey moves up the kid pitch are you allowed to move up what's that mean like I know in soccer and you hate soccer but like you can like if I wanted Penny and Ava to play together Ava can move up she would be just a youngling on the team but yeah I think the big difference is is baseball is a more dangerous sport than soccer okay so there's a level of <laughs> you loved that sentence just but now. it's true right? I mean it's, it's the truth you <laughs> okay. can't put a kid because if you can't catch a baseball right bro like at the Chicago Cubs game the other day where the okay. Winners Cup, were you there when the kid got yeah. Beamed. Yes. This poor little kid at the pitcher's who, who barely can't catch had a ball ripped right back at him. I hit him, him like in the forearm. His, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, dude, that freaking stings. But it was court. Yeah. Court's one of our kids. I'm yeah, like, he's this kid's <laughs> This kid's like <laughs> hitting, hitting the cover off the ball, hitting rockets. Uh, so anyway, that kid shook it off. I was really impressed with that yeah. kid. Uh, but there, there's a level of like you have to be able to be able to dodge right. a ball or catch a ball or. Uh, so yes, technically he he can move up if he's skilled enough put him in right field he'll be all right maybe no man that league bro they start hitting him out there now Oh, really yeah man so that's it kid pitch next for joe actually no the next thing is all-star we have our first all-star tournament tonight baby tonight tonight yeah i can actually leave here soon uh in longwood uh we got a we got a tournament coming up so that'll be pretty cool and apparently we're doing like i think three tournaments this summer for all-star so this is like the summer of baseball for Joey. Well, so it's like two, like he, you guys can lose one and still be in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double elimination. Yeah, we yeah. have three games. No matter what, I, we have three games. No matter what, and I don't know if we'd have a fourth game. All tonight? No, you, no, no. Tonight's one game. Oh my gosh! Tonight, I was about to say, like, dude, these kids have school tomorrow. Tonight, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So anyway, but yeah, after that is kid pitch, and that's a whole another world, bro. That's kids throwing baseballs at you and trying not to get hit and trying to swing a bat, and and that is where. As a fatherless kid, I quit baseball. It was too much for you. I went from coach pitch, and I, bro, I, I was always the best kid on the team. I don't mean it arrogantly. Like I was the best kid on the team. I was playing pitcher, center field, shortstop. Like, You're playing pitcher at coach pitch. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> that's just where they had me. Right. And when we moved up, that was farm. It's called farm league. Right. And then when we moved up uh, to the next level, because I think this is all little league. Uh, I went to one practice and I was like, forget that. <laughs> I'm not trying to get hit with a baseball. Yeah. And it was because I was scared. Yep. And I didn't have a man in my life to say, no, but we got this. Right. We got this. And that's where I quit. That's where I quit playing baseball. And I didn't play again until in my 20s. I played softball. So um, so we're excited. Joey gets to steal bases now. That's cool. You know? That's so, cool. It is cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's good talk today, man. Yeah. It's beach season. Isn't it always beach season in Florida? It is, but like it's really beach season now. Yeah, that was like, yeah. What's your favorite part about the beach? Uh, I just, I love waves and I love the ocean. Right.
bro. I'm in the water. If I'm not in the water, I don't want to be there. No. So it's It's interesting if you start fishing quite a bit. Right. You start to realize what's actually going on. Yeah, for sure. But like, it's definitely shocks. I want to be in the water.